What's the ultimate sacrifice you've ever made for the one you love? For Bibi in today's Zikoko love life, it's leaving Canada to Nigeria to be with her girlfriend. My earliest memory of Bibi is the first time we had drinks at a hotel in Dubai. I can't forget it. She opened the champagne as we looked at each other. I was thinking, oh my god, you're actually here right now. <laughs> I feel bad because her answer is cute and mine isn't so cute. I actually got to Dubai before her, so I had to pick her up from the airport. When she saw me, she was so nervous and excited that her bag dropped from her hand. It was embarrassing. We first met on Instagram in 2017. Someone made a pussy challenge post and be commented on it. I thought that even if she wasn't into girls, she'll be very cool with it. After the comment, I noticed that someone was liking my pictures. I checked the notifications and saw her picture. She looked nice, so I went through the rest of her page. I didn't really understand how social media worked then because I went to watch her story and I didn't know she could see it. I, I really didn't know people could view other people's like. It's not every day you meet someone for the first time you start asking personal questions. But we clicked. She told me things about herself and I told her things about me too. We couldn't stop talking. It was when she had to go to work that I realized how long we'd been talking. She lived in Canada then and I lived in Nigeria so it was past noon when she had to go. We continued chatting and became really close friends even before the subject of dating came up. I went through a bad breakup at the time and so was she. One day, in the middle of our conversation, I told her I was going to marry her, that I felt like she's the one. She said, I bet you tell all the other girls that. Before that, I was trying to figure out if she was into girls or not, so I asked if she had a boyfriend. She said no and asked me the same thing. Then, I asked if she had a girlfriend. And I swear to you, she paused. <laughs> I could see her online, but she didn't reply for a few minutes. You know how Nigeria is now. You cannot just go telling everyone that you're a lesbian. At the time, I was going through a tough situation with my ex. We had been dragging it out for months. And at that point, we had decided to just let things go. But being who I am, I wanted to do it in person. I arranged for the two of us to meet in Dubai. I told Kelly about it and she was sad, but I assured her that I was going to keep her in the loop. It's not like we could even stop talking. Throughout the Dubai trip, I was on the phone with Kelly. After I had ended things with my ex, we continued talking and everything just seemed great. It was obvious we liked each other and connected deeply, but I am the type of person you have to ask out, so it definitely wasn't official yet. In May 2018, we met up in Dubai. It was a nice trip for both of us. I remember us watching the royal wedding and feeling so emotional that we started crying. As we were crying, Kelly looked at me and asked me to be her girlfriend. I don't like telling the story because I want to take the credit for it, but that's how we started dating. 
After two weeks, um, I returned to Lagos and she returned to Canada. It was very sad for both of us because we realized we're in a long distance relationship. Every three months, people would visit Nigeria, spend a few weeks, then go back. One time in 2019, she spent two months and when it was time to go, it was really tough. It took about six or seven months before we saw each other again. I knew I wanted to be with her, but so we struggled through it together. Sometimes we'd have fights and decide to break up because of the distance. It was hard, but we're here now. We've been living together for about seven months now. Last year, I decided to come to Nigeria for Kelly's birthday because we had never celebrated any birthdays together. I was supposed to visit again in December 2019, but I stayed back to work so I could raise enough money for a nice time. Then COVID hit. Fuck. I got an email from the flight company that my flight was cancelled and they didn't know when they would be flying again. Shortly after, the lockdown happened and everything just started crumbling. Our fights got worse and we weren't sure if we were able to see each other again. When flights resumed, I got COVID and it was absolutely terrible. Babe couldn't get to me and I couldn't get to her. We started talking about what would happen if I even passed on. Eight bloody weeks I had COVID and even after I got a negative result, I was still down with post-COVID-19 symptoms so I couldn't fly. After I got cleared, I wanted to come to Nigeria but Nigeria had banned international flights. There was a flight going to Kotonou, but when you get there, you have to use a bike to get to the border. I booked it. I also found another flight going to a South African country. I booked that as well. I booked a lot of flights because I was so fucking desperate. I was getting ready for the Kotonou trip when I got an email that they had updated their travel rules. I would have to get tested in Kotonou and spend up to a week there before leaving for anywhere else. For I was born and bred in Canada. I have never really lived anywhere else, so I was really scared. Babe couldn't come to Kotonou because of the travel restrictions in Nigeria. She was crying, worried about me going to Kotonou. But I was like, babe, we're going to do this. Two days before the flight, I got an email that there was an emergency flight leaving from Canada and going straight to Lagos. In those moments, looking for flights, I realized that the most important thing to me was my relationship with Babe. I decided I wasn't even coming to visit anymore. I was coming to stay. Right away, I bought containers and started throwing my belongings in it, but because I had been booking flights, I was low on cash, so I couldn't send my stuff to Nigeria. I was worried about it for a while, but one day, on my way back from buying another container for my stuff, my neighbor saw me and asked if I was sending it to Nigeria. He said he was sending a bus to Nigeria and it was empty. He asked to ship my containers with his bus at no cost at all. I jumped on it, even though babe was skeptical. I remember coming out of the airport and seeing this beautiful, amazing person holding a bouquet of roses. In that moment, I didn't even care that I was in Nigeria and people are homophobic. 
I ran to her and started kissing her. Everyone was looking at us. Some people even shouted. And that's how I moved here. I didn't even tell people at my office I was moving. After two months, they asked when I was coming back. And I was like, yeah, you're never really going to see me again. (laughs) My family knew about Kelly already. My brothers are her biggest fans. I initially didn't want to tell anyone about it when I was planning my trip because flights kept getting cancelled and I really didn't want to put my family through that roller coaster. After I boarded, I called my brothers and told them I'm going to Nigeria. They asked if I was going to be safe and when I said yes, they said they understood and they loved us. When I got to Nigeria, I called my mom and the first question she asked was, where is Kelly? I handed Kelly the phone. When she confirmed I was safe, she said, all right, bye. They knew I was in good hands. The best part of the relationship is that I have a friend. I know it sounds silly. I was telling her this morning that I've never had someone I could be this open and honest with. We've been in a relationship for four years and I've grown so much that it's not just us being partners, it's about our friendship. Every morning I wake up excited to hang out with my friend. I have always been in relationships where I put everything in and didn't get anything back. The best part of this is the matched energy. When we started talking, I told her every single thing about myself, even the embarrassing stuff. She was like my diary. I could go to her and pour everything that I feel without filters. Even when I do something wrong, I am able to tell her honestly how I fucked up. And that's very special to me. We've been in a relationship for so long, but in reality, we haven't because we haven't been in the same space for a long time. Long distance relationships are perfect because conversations happen over the phone. I could call her when I'm upset and she would cheer me up, but she doesn't get to see me on days I'm overwhelmed. When we started living together, we would have fights because we didn't know certain things about each other. We even got to a point where we believed that we were not compatible and decided to break up. I was going to move back to Canada and we were asking who was going to get the dog among both of us. It was a big deal. But she went on a walk and when she came back, we started crying. After a while, we talked about why we were crying. It turned out we both really wanted to be in the relationship. We accepted that we didn't have to be the exact same person we were over the phone. We could evolve and we had to put the work in for the relationship to work. I remember all because that fight on my way back to the gym. I was using my phone. I recently started driving and baby always tells me to leave my phone alone. That day I hit someone with a car and it made a small dent. Don't act small or big or just tell the story. I tell babe everything but I knew that one would make her upset. One day she said the dent and asked me what happened. I told her I didn't know how to say because she would be upset. She said I didn't know her. I didn't understand. I thought it was about the dance, which was a small thing to me. Driving distracted is huge to me because my brother died from an accident. When that happened, I honestly felt so betrayed. 
it wasn't about the dent. I was worried that Kelly had done something that she couldn't tell me. I didn't understand that she didn't want to let me down. I didn't see it from that angle. I was more concerned she kept it a secret. She was like, it's a car, I'll fix it. And I said it wasn't about the dent. That's how we started talking about how we don't know each other. My favorite thing about her is how she makes my food. Baby's obsessed with how she serves her food with her. It's not just rice. She'll have other things on the side and make it more interesting. Those little details are my favorite thing about being with her. I've been through so much in my life. There are stories I don't tell people, but since the first day I met this person, she has never judged me. I would tell her something shocking and wait for her reaction. And instead of judging me, she would just say it's okay and would never bring it up again. She would assure me that I am a human being and I am allowed to live. If someone else brings it up around her, she would defend me. Another thing is that I live with a mental health issue. Anytime I have episodes, she would cry and ask God to put it on her. When I had COVID, she wanted to get it too because she didn't want me to be alone in it. I told her she was going to die. Her getting it wouldn't have done anything for me. But the fact that she didn't want me to walk through it alone was everything. I'd give a relationship a 10. It's not like we're perfect, but we're just us. When it comes to relationships, a lot of people want to try to portray perfection. But queer relationships are so different. I was taught how to behave in a man's house, but now I'm in a woman's house and those rules don't apply. I rated a 10 because it's not perfect, but I don't want it to be because I feel like perfect is fake. Those hiccups we face help me understand her more. Thank you for listening to today's Ikoko Love Life. See you next week Thursday.